Welcome to the League NBA Pod. It's your Monday episode. We got a full house, a lot of guys, a lot of topics. Uh, we got Christian, Chris, Dre, Zach. Everybody can say what's up. What's up? What's good? Like it's Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go ahead and hop into it. Although before we actually before we get into it, I do want to apologize for last week. I was traveling. Business with family, so we didn't give you guys your normal four episodes. But we're back, you know, back stronger than ever. And tomorrow, I'm gonna hop into the more of the news stuff. We get everything a little more situated. But we got some interesting topics today. So the first one we have is the whole Kyrie Irving situation. If you guys didn't see it during the Celtics versus Nets game, where Kyrie wasn't playing, he posted in the middle of the game this like hundred word explanation to why the basketball isn't more important to life and all this other stuff you guys saw it right yeah yeah i think i think the way to attack this is just to talk about what do you think he's like trying to get at like what what what, what is the point of this this is just i think this is just more complaining about how when things are not going good for him he criticizes but when things are great he's silent and he's having a good time uh, i'm that's that's okay. kind of how i feel about okay it. in actuality i mean he is right, you know. Basketball is less significant than real life. Duh. But we, get, I mean, that, that doesn't we get that. Let me let me let me let me say my whole statement, and then you know, feel free to chime in. But we just finish up, then y'all can come in with it. What I'm saying, and holistically and realistically, yes, the, that statement is correct. His elongated answer about you know how people are so entertained with dribbling the ball when there's real life issues is also correct. But it's also crybaby and whiny of him to make this a statement about morality. When people are fans and because of their, you know, extreme fanism allows him to pay his bills and then some and make sure his grandkids will never have to work again. Like that's a component of entertainment. Like you're going to have the good, the bad. People like storylines more than the game. You know, the revenge season of LeBron James, a great narrative. Um, when LeBron to go join, you know, the big three and, you know, with the heat and then he'll come back to the Cavaliers as a narrative. Like people like the storylines that coincide with games. So you can't just be like, oh, let's play basketball and then leave it that where it is. As grown men, yes, I can get where he's coming from. But as an entertainer, as a millionaire, um, and as an athlete, you got to come. I mean, you got to take what comes with the territory. Uh, I mean, I definitely agree on the, the second aspect. Well, basically everything as far as Dre said. Like, obviously, basketball is more, uh, I mean, life is more important than basketball. But, yeah, it's just, it, it's almost, it, it almost comes across as like a lack of context. Can't complain about all these things when, you know, this entire culture and all this is paying your bills. This is how you live and how you live it. You know, so like if you want all that to go away, you gonna give the money back to, you know, I mean, like it sounds very similar to what KD said. <laughs> it sounds similar to what KD said a while ago. It's like, bro, it's just basketball, bro. Just let us play ball. Like, why y'all just let us play ball? Okay, well, if you don't want to do with everything else, then give the money back. Right. You're not going to do so that. You know who so. the <laughs> right. Now, with this situation with Kyrie, I'm looking at it as in a perspective on why, why go, like, why make this statement now? Why are you going to social media and writing this big paragraph, you know, talking about life and talking about sports, you know, and et cetera? And I believe that, you know, he's doing this because right now the talk of him is negative talk. Fans are talking bad upon him. Analysts are talking bad upon him. You know, he goes to Boston. I'm not playing in Boston. Um, even when he's going back to Cleveland days with LeBron James, his relationship with Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, even with his relationship going into Brooklyn Nets, they say that Kyrie has these emotional problems. He gets in his feelings. And when something doesn't go his way, that's when he starts acting like a baby. 
It really is. Um, like everything that he said is is right. I, I mean, I agree with it, but I don't think it was the time for him to come out and say all that. You know, you're saying this because people in Boston are talking bad upon your name and you're not about to play against them. You know, people you people you 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 putting this big old paragraph on the internet because first taking ESPN or saying Kyrie Irving is soft and Kyrie Irving don't know how to control his emotions. And when someone is talking negative upon his upon his name, he wants to go back and and um you know and make this big paragraph about you know about I don't know about life. I just think it's 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 very whiny and pride to me. I I really do. But it's right, but I don't think that um he should have made that statement at this time in the moment. You know, he don't ever be on social media. Why go there now? No, I feel like no. whenever you put something on social media, you're never going to get the response that you want to. It's almost like arguing with your girl via text. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the, the, the point. Of the message, yeah. No, no. Feel me. Feel me. Like the point of the message you're trying to get across is never going to be properly articulated um, because there's so many underlying tones. It's little nuances that you can't get, you know, across. Like it's, it's really no point. Like people are going to take your words and misconstrue them and put them in their own type of message. And whatever you thought was a pure statement. It's gonna come back to you in some type of backlash. Like you can never please the mass media or the mass of fans. So like, bro, just take it on the chin to keep it pushing. I mean, right. even though he's right, take it on the chin and keep it pushing, bro. It's really not that deep. Yeah, I think also it's just like a price you pay for like like what you guys said for the success you had. Like if you play sports at this level, I mean it's entertainment. So like any other form of entertainment, there's gonna be criticism, can be opinions, and everyone's right to have their opinion because they're paying your check. I mean, like without us. Being so into it, like you wouldn't be the guy you are. Also, too, I did want to point out, like he's bringing up this, like you know, thing about his grandfather passing. Like, he even hinted at it, and it's that always rubbed me the wrong way because as regular people in the real world, like if a loved one dies, a parent, whatever, you don't get to just not like continue doing your job. Like you know what I mean? Like he doesn't get to have a year off because his grandfather died. I know this sounds kind of harsh, but life moves on. It sucks. It's not cool. I mean, I feel bad for you, but if you're a doctor, you can't just mess up someone's surgery because your loved one died. You know what I mean? Or you can't just not go into work. Even if you work at McDonald's, like if you want to continue living life the way you're living and make a living, you have to continue to push on. So you can't cry when the rest of us don't have millions of dollars to do that with. So it just sounds like you're crying. Like, I don't know. It sounds bad from someone who has been so blessed to be crying like that. How do you guys feel about that? Zach? Uh, well, uh, well, actually... I stopped paying attention to Kyrie ever since Party Next Door took his girl to life. Oh, no. Wow. He ain't been right ever since that wow. happened. Uh, I think that mentally just took him wow. out. <laughs> so from then on, no. Wow. No, but for real, though, uh, I stopped trying to cycle, uh, analyze Kyrie a while ago. He's a will. I've said it. Look, he's a weirdo. I've said, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, he posts weird videos on the gram trying to talk about <laughs> life with the triangle eye. I mean, if you follow Kyrie on Instagram, mm -hmm. like some of the stuff he posts in the captions he puts underneath him, he's like a weirdo. Like he tries to be deep, but it's like kind of dumb. And it's <laughs> like you really like kind of psychoanalyze him. You're wasting your time because he's because he, he states the obvious and then acts like he's smart for saying it. Like how he's talking about, yeah, life's more. No, I guarantee you, no, no Boston fan is willing to die. For Kyrie, I mean, for, for the, like, I mean, like, everybody knows life is more important than basketball. But then he posted, acts like he's deep and smart somehow. But really, it's like, you know what I'm saying? No, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, like, I don't like, know. Kyrie's, I don't want to call him a weirdo, though, but yeah, I feel you. <laughs> no, he's definitely weird, bro. 
Oh, it's <laughs> cool. I think we can all agree, though, that it was probably just, you know, was the most tasteful thing to do. But we can go ahead and push on something a little bit more exciting. The people's champ, your favorite NBA player's favorite player, Carmelo Anthony. It seems to have found his stride. Portland's picked up a couple wins. He seems to be, you know, throwing all my critiques back in my face. You know, he wants to foul, so <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, any early thoughts on Melo? I know we talked about it earlier. And we kind of gave our predictions. Uh, what do you guys think about the return so far? I'm going to kick it to kick it to Dre first. Okay, cool. First, well, like, well, he's performing way better than I thought he would. You know what I'm saying? But, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for Melo, man. I want him to keep balling. I don't know if he's doing sustainable, but I hope it is. I hope he has a great season. I hope he has another season after this, you know, to kind of cap off this assignment in the right way. Um, I think he's what Portland needed. You know, they need another scoring punch for the longest time. I still feel like Kevin Love was a perfect fit. Uh, you know, it still is a perfect fit um, in Portland. But, you know, I like what Melo's doing. You know, they give him a lot of, you know, mid-range, ISO. And the difference is he's just hitting shots, you know, taking it to the cup, being physical. Uh, he's still a sleeve on defense. But, you know, we never paid Melo for defense. So, that's what's going on. Um, and, he, and he's balling out, man. So, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Melo, 007. You know what I'm saying? So, he's doing this thing. Um, and I just hope it's sustainable. As long as he's hitting shots. He's a, you know, a cool plug-in. I think he's better off the bench. But, like I said, still room for Melo. Get your, uh, you know, 15 to 19 a game. I'm all for it. Yeah, for sure. Christian? Um, I'm excited, man. It's, it's good to have him back in the game. Um, Melo's a scorer. I don't think he should have been out of the game this long, for one. I just think that when a player like him, with him getting older, um, his sense of playing style, um, he has to fit well. You know, into a system, he has to fit well. You know, with the right, right coach, the right, the right team, and I think Portland is that team for him. Um, I don't think he's doing. I don't think he's trying to do too much, and I really like that he's coming in. You know, he's taking the shots that he's comfortable with. He's playing with himself. He's playing his game. You know, but also not trying to force things. You know, the other day when he went from when he went nine for eleven, very efficient with eighty three percent high um, career high in field goal percentage. Um, so it's nice to see that man, Melo. The game needs Melo. You know, with him being an older vet. Um, you know, it's just nice just seeing him back in the game and hopefully he keeps performing, man. But, um, I don't think, I don't think him, you know, being a starter is, is hurting the team. I, I like him as a starter, but as long as he's not, you know, trying to take all the shots, you know, be the, <laughs> be the ball controller at all times, you know, shoot, going to perform, having performance going eight for 24. As long as he stay away from that, <laughs> he gonna be all right. So. <laughs> I like him in Portland, man. So, so hopefully he keeps balling out, and we'll see. It's still early, but he's doing. He's 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 playing very well. He even shocked last week. Said something about his first game. Um, what you say on Twitter, Shock? And I was like, he's just knocking the rust off because he had like twenty. You know, he had. I mean, not twenty. What was his first? His, his first game was it 16, 17 points? Something. He was like negative. 15. Yeah, something like that. But his. Yeah, his plus minus was terrible. So shocked, like, hey, you know, he's doing, he's doing that. I'm like, hey, man, give him time. You know, he's he, he a little rusty. Give him some time. But um, Melo's a streaky player. Hopefully, he keeps up um, his hot streak. I want to, I want to see him be successful. So I'm, I'm happy for him. For sure. Hey, somebody's rubbing or doing something with the mic. Y'all hear that? Yeah, it's definitely Chris Beard. So tell him to calm down a little bit. <laughs> Uh, all right. All right. Side note, side note. All right, back to it. Uh, so the last couple of wins were against the Bulls, Thunder, and the Bulls again. I mean, one could argue that these are not tough opponents. And in fact, I mean, these are teams that 
except for maybe the Thunder, but at least with the Bulls, teams that struggle on defense anyways. So, I mean, can we expect that going forward, Chris? Or do you think this is kind of like, you know, him beating up on bad teams? Well, a couple things. One, let's not act like uh, the Portland Trailblazers didn't lose to Cleveland. Before the game before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, they were losing two yeah. bad teams yeah. before he got there. So, mm-hmm. and also, to touch just on Melo in general, I think uh, I think his performance right now is pretty sustainable, just on, like, a percentage. He's shooting 46% right now. And if you look back, like, taking away the stints from Houston to, and from OKC just because he wasn't a great fit with those teams, the last time he was in New York where he was actually, you know, allowed to play his game, mm-hmm. his percentage was pretty was, – wasn't too far from what it is now. You know, Portland's allowing him – to be himself, you know, play his game, you know, do what he wants to do. But it also, I, th- I think they challenged him to be more intentful with the ball when he has it. So if you look, you know, he's he's being more quick. He's making his decisions a lot, a lot quicker. You know, I think he's being much less. He's stalling the offense much less, you know, than in his past. Like when he gets the ball, he's either attacking or he's moving. You know, yeah. he's either immediately shooting it, take, uh, taking you off, or moving the ball. And I feel like that's that's the way uh, that that he should play for this team if they if they're gonna you know continue to have positive things happen for uh, for him and the team. As far as starting, I don't know. I don't know. If he, I don't know if he can continue starting. As far uh, as far as on the defensive end, I'm I'm not sure. I think he can, and it's not like Portland's stopping anybody anyway. So, mm-hmm. no, that's yeah. true. I know. Like I know one thing that I didn't expect that is happening is the fact that Carmel Anthony is not being used as a spot-up guy as much. Like He's really like a cog in their offense. And speaking of the offense, Portland is one of the league leaders in isolations. So I know like in the past, they've run like a flow offense where Terry Stotts has kind of used a version of Rick Carlisle's system, which is, you know, he's from the Rick Carlisle coaching tree. So I expected him to kind of more so just be a spacer in offense and kind of like, I don't know, like a guy operating off the elbows, kicking it out to Dame and then popping out for threes. But instead, he's been way more, used much more as like a, I don't know, like they've been giving him, like you guys said, his touches in the mid-range. Like he's been able to, you know, take a couple of dribbles, make a decision. Yeah, it's looked beautiful. In fact, I don't know Chris brought up this earlier today is that if he had gone to Portland instead of going to OKC or Houston, well, we have even had this whole mellow fiasco. Definitely something to think about. What do you think, Zach? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Probably not. And also, I do want to point out that you said a week ago he'd be cut by January, I think you said. So, who said that? <laughs> Shock was, he, he tried to convince me Carmelo yeah. would be cut by like January, February. Like he was really oh, trying wow. to, he was really trying to convince me of that. So I don't want to let you off the hook for that. You did say that. <laughs> uh, two, I still stand yeah. by that too. I still stand by that. Wow. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. So, go ahead. <laughs> no, because look, 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 hold on, hold on. Portland, here's my right for real. Portland beat three bad teams. OKC's maybe not bad, but they're not good. I think like tomorrow they play the Clippers. Coming up, they have a much harder schedule. Portland is not projected to make the playoffs. In fact, if you look at 538, they're projected far from the playoffs. So as we get closer to the trade deadline, to that cut date, they're gonna be looking to upgrade their roster. And then it comes down to the situation of all right, we got rid of Anthony Tolliver. All right, who's next? Are we going to get rid of one of our young guys and keep Melo? Or are we going to get rid of Melo and keep our young guys just to add talent on that buyout market? And then we look to make that trade. I mean, how how does that work? So I think it's going to be do they less have any, decision. Do they have any financial uh, like flexibility to even do to even get on the buyout market? Yes, because remember they got rid of all their guys. Like they didn't pay Aminu. They didn't want to pay Harkless. 
but they're, so they're paying Whiteside. But, they, but they, they're but paying Whiteside. But I think they're, I think they're gonna make trades to cut down on that, and I think they're gonna have to get in the bio market, bro, because they missing the playoffs is not an option for Portland. Uh, it looks like it is. It definitely is because you just gave those two guys to extensions too. Unless oh, you're right. But I'm saying, in my opinion, no move they make in the bio market is gonna put them over. I don't know. Maybe not. I just think that as time gets you know closer to like you know the winning time. Right now, obviously, it's not winning time for them. But look, they're gonna have to play what eight games above 500 to make the playoffs the rest of the way. Either that or. Somebody's got to go on a crazy losing streak. So it's going to be time to make some tough decisions, bro. And I and think also, that at the end of the day, bro, I think that there's an opportunity or there's a chance that Melo could be sacrificed not due to just his ability to play basketball, but just due to the team's poor construction and their needing to make something happen. I don't think that's unreasonable to believe. I just I don't, don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, either, especially with how he started out, if he start, uh, how he started playing. Unless he's, unless his percentage of his play literally just falls off a cliff. I mean, he's fresh. He's definitely fresh. You know, right. I mean, like, like they, he looks very comfortable. I don't see how it would just go to the toilet. Like right now, he's averaging like 17 points and what, like eight rebounds or something like that? 17.6 rebounds. On pretty good percentage wise, on, on both field goal percentage and three point percentage. Like for sure. And like you said, how they were using him and they've won the games that they've used. Like, yes, regardless of the competition, he still has to make those shots. He still has to show that he can play in this league. And he, he's done that. I, I would say with flying colors. I don't I don't see I don't see how how cutting him would, would save them, to be honest with you, bro. Time with well, cutting him is because he's the easiest person to cut without paying the money. So that means like you're saying Portland doesn't have money, but then well, Melo's unguaranteed contracts will not affect their books long term, is what I'm saying. Whereas other people's contracts will affect their books going into future seasons for no production. Did you say that they cut Anthony Tolliver? I said I think Anthony Tolliver was the first in the chopping block, but I think Melo's number two in the chopping block. They're cutting. They're gonna cut two players at the at, at like the minimum uh, base salary that they have. Yeah, I mean that happens in the NBA. Yes, I don't. I don't see it for Melo, man. Especially high school. Right, we'll see. We'll see if I have to, you know, completely walk it back. I will say Melo's a lot better. I, I commend him on that. He used to be a Melo fan. I fell off the train, but whatever. All right, this is the part of the file where I'm about to get real disrespectful with these guys. So just fair warning. If you don't like violence, you might want to cut it off now. <laughs> so. Uh, you're gonna get blasted on this, but it's okay. I think we should go to that Trey Young argument next. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. So here's my point, bro. I believe that Trey Young is a better offensive player than Kyrie Irving. First, I don't think there's that much of an argument for that, and I also believe he's a better offensive player than Damian Lillard because he puts up the same amount of production scoring wise at similar efficiency, better efficiency than Kyrie actually, and He's an elite passer, a better passer than both of them. I don't think it's particularly close. I mean, I put- yes, Kyrie and Dame are better. No, not Kyrie. Yes, Damian Lillard is probably a better player. He and is Kyrie. a better player. I would trust He's him better, right? And Kyrie. Not Kyrie. Okay. As we're talking purely on offense. I want to pose a quick question. Real quick. Yeah. I just want to pose this. So Kyrie and Dame are non-defenders. So for you to say, for you to sit here and say that. He's a better offensive player, but they're better players. That doesn't make sense. They're they don't bring anything no, to the no, table. Because no, Trey Young is a historically bad defender. You're right. That's why. But Damian Lillard's not a great defender either. He's below average. So mm-hmm. uh he's closer I mean, to average than you would give him credit for. But he's still below. He's gotten a he's lot not, better. He has gotten a lot better, but he's he's still not an average defender. He's below. He's not a great defender. I don't get your point, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My whole, I'm I'm saying like you 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 saying like Trey Young is 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 better offensively. And then, but you're saying that these guys are better players. What else do they do if not for the offense? No, I'm saying Trey Young is that bad on defense. <laughs> like, he's the worst defender in the entire NBA. 
Are you gonna talk some? Are you gonna talk some more? Okay. Hey, who wants to get to the get to the offense? Yeah, talk about it. You want you want to talk first? What you got to say, bro? Okay, so first of all, you saying that Trey Young is better than Damian Lillard is just is just silly on so many levels. Damian Lillard has been consistent <laughs> for like five years, putting up twenty six to twenty seven points a game. Not only has he shown up in the playoffs in high stake moments, like he's a dog, he's a killer. I'm not saying Trey's not talented. I'm not even saying he and he could be having a better season right now than Dame. I don't know, but I'm saying like the man has to do it consistently. For one, he has to get his team into into a winning position. Two, and he has to show that he can perform in those moments. Three. For me to even have this conversation. Mm. Okay, but how's he been on offense? You just said a bunch of generalities. <laughs> hey, Shark, I feel like you're trying to make this a conversation, bro. No, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm basically, this, no you no. don't hear me out, though, but listen, listen, listen. Like, if we're talking about just purely on offense, bro, who's a better shooter? Who's a better at, you know, taking effective shots? Who's a much better? Is Trey not a top five passer in the entire NBA? Am I a drunk for thinking that? Um, he's definitely a top five passer. I don't know if he shoots better consistently, though. Than Kyrie? Than Dane. No, okay, long time. Dame is a might be a reach, but I think he's definitely better than Kyrie Irving, bro. I, I really don't think he's what are you talking about? Huh? Bro. Okay. <gasps> maybe maybe you haven't watched Kyrie in a while or something like that, bro. I watched the <laughs> Nets games this year, bro. My thing is Kyrie doesn't make his teammates better, bro. Trey Young is literally no, that's, fair. that's a fair that's, hey listen, fair statement. Kyrie's still a better player. Wow. Offensively, not, but it's not better players, better offensive player, in my opinion. It's, but if, if Trey better overall team, if he made his teammates so much better, why is their record not better? Exactly. No, that's not fair. His team is that bad. No, this team is complete cheeks, bro. And John Collins, the second best player, he's not even playing. No, we get it. We get it, bro. But also, keep this in mind. Someone has to score on bad teams. And the reason Trey Young's numbers are crazy is because he's the only player on the team. You know, that efficiency, Dre, that doesn't make sense. Why, why doesn't it make sense? Because he's the only person that's scoring, and so he's getting doubled every night, and he's shooting crazy efficiency. That means he's hitting all these shots. First of all, despite they're not being doubled, they're not night. doubling Trey every night because they don't care. Because the team is trash. You know, they can play man up, and then you know when Trey gets hot, they, they don't though. Guy. No, they that's don't. That's not what's happening. I was saying they, no. Every I mean, time he's a pick and roll, bro, they're sending help. No, of course. Why wouldn't you blitz Trey? It's Trey Young. Why wouldn't you blitz him on a picking up? I mean, pick and roll. He's that's a fine sniper. No, but I'm saying they're not consistently doubling. What I'm saying is that teams don't care about Hawks. Because they're trash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to play hard when they need to. But they're not going to play hard often because the Hawks are trash. You know what I'm saying? So, Trey Young is putting up numbers on a bad team. Man. It's just like Devin Booker numbers. Like, what he, what he scored? 70 or 71? No one cared about that game. They still lost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Devin Booker has never shot this well from the field. I'm saying Devin Booker put a lot of points at low efficiency, and it was cool. Trey Young is averaging 28 points per game, bro. Shooting 50% from, uh, 50% from the field. 38% from three on eight attempts. 8.4 is nice. It's not going to be 45%. I mean, 50% from two. 50% from two. My bad, my bad. Effective field goal is 53%, bro. It's pretty crazy. And also, Kyrie Irving is also on a bad team. As, uh, I mean, look, bro. The Nets were losing when Kyrie was playing. And they started winning now, now that he's been out. Because Spencer Dillon has been going crazy. And their schedule is easy. Whatever. I mean, that might be a no. dent against Kyrie. <laughs> oh, man, this guy. <laughs> But you're talking about efficiency and things of that sort with Trey with Trey Young. But I don't when, when I watch Trey Young too, Trey Young be taking a lot of bad shots too. I mean, they be shots that he can make, but it's not like he he don't play smart all the time. And when he does, and when he and he and when he's not hot, he doesn't have a good game. Like um the game against um Timberwolves last week, he shot horribly. He had 37, but he he missed like almost like shoot, like 20 shots almost. I mean, yeah, so, but when you're shooting that many, when you're shooting six, what was it how many? Seven free throws, and you're shooting 
eight threes and hitting that many of them, bro, your efficiency works out. That's what James Harden's efficiency is good. Can I pose a question, please? To the whole group, just real quick. All right, real quick question. So you got a seven-game series, right? You got battle-tested Kyrie, you got battle-tested Dane, and you have Trey Young. In what order are you taking these players in a seven-game series? People are game-planning your whole offense. And uh, Damian Lillard, and then five gaps, and then whoever else you want. Cool. <laughs> you're not ta- you're not taking Trey Young over Kyrie, bro. I right. probably would. Right. Right. He's not. Too. I probably would. No, you won't. No, no you won't, bro. bro offensively, the only difference is that bro, Trey Young is the worst defender in the NBA. Bro, That's for, the only downfall. You know, here's the for somebody for somebody that like you that that you know knows as much as you claim to know. Somebody is small. I claimed to know. Oh yeah, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say no because I didn't want to gas you up. So it, it was gonna say, it was gonna sound like I was on you or I was disrespecting you. I, I chose disrespect. Either way, someone is like as small <laughs> as small as Trey Young, who's like you said, is a non-factor on defense, like a negative. Well, he he. If you game plan against him in the seven game series with some with a different uh, a defender that has quick feet and length, I believe you can affect him. Thank you very Please. much. That's the only point I was making. <laughs> it's the same with Kyrie offensively, though, because you saw the Bucks what? last year in the playoffs. That's true, but, against it, but, guess what? but guess they what? They did not Kyrie blitz still Kyrie in the playoffs, bro. They did not blitz bigger. him. They guarded him with single coverage, bro. With length. Okay, but here's the thing. They guarded him with, with who you believe is the best defensive point guard in basketball. So you can't, yes. you know. Okay, so, I mean. I mean, Trey torches bled a lot. More than what? Kyrie does. Trey is bro, historically. Regular se- no one cares about the Why would you understand no one cares about the regular season, bro? No, right, so we shouldn't do the podcast. The regular season doesn't count, right? No, no, I'm saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> saying, no one, you think about how many game plans they have to do in a week, bro. No one's like hitting these game plans hard. If you're hitting the same team for seven games over a two week period, you gotta know every nuance in and out, the way they do a screen, uh, screen and roll, the dives, the pitch. You gotta know everything about this person, bro. So you're gonna actually game plan for him. Game plan planning for Trey Young is gonna be much easier than trying to stop a dog in Kyrie or try to stop a dog in Dan. So Trey Young's not a dog mm-hmm. to you. No, bro, he, he is. What are you talking? I'm not discrediting Trey Young. What I'm saying is he's not on the level of Damian Lillard and Kyrie Irving. I don't know. I think he takes less shots than Kyrie Irving. Puts the same amount of points, higher efficiency, gets more assists. When he does it for the next six years, let me know, bro. All right. So right now, this point though, but right now, this career, he's on track to be way better than both of them. We'll, get, we'll continue this talk, bro. No. So, right, so that was Tyreek Evans. He'll definitely be better than Kyrie Irving for career-wise. He'll be better than Kyrie. He's probably one of the most gas players. Over a career in the league. Oh my god! All right, I'm done. I can't do this. All because of LeBron, though. <laughs> it's all because of LeBron. Oh, Without god. LeBron, you don't see Kyrie in the same light. That's a fact. Because I mean, really, but, I mean, but that doesn't. But you still need a closer, take away closer, from bro. No, 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 not the closer though. He made he one was shot. LeBron was the closer. What are you talking about? He made one shot in a tie game with zero risk associated, almost. I mean, he also dropped forty in, in what was a game. So who dropped forty? Back, who, who dropped forty-one back to back? Who was the leader closer that we're team? Not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, no, LeBron was all in the closer. Kyrie was the closer. The argument is definitely not LeBron versus Kyrie because that's not an argument. What I'm saying, that's not what he's arguing. No, to you no. Is just because that's not what he's arguing. I'm saying just because he was playing with LeBron does not take away his accomplishments. No, no. Said, I'm saying this. No, I know. Well uh, no, no. I'm saying this right here. This is what I'm saying. That Kyrie was an elite guard in the league when they won the title and they needed Kyrie. I'm not saying that. The point I'm making is. You probably could have plugged in uh, anyone from Dame to probably to Kimba. To Kimba, it's really those two. It's really those two, and nobody else. Steph Curry, Steph Curry, <laughs> Chris Paul. Isaiah yeah. Thomas. Come on, bro. Chris Paul. Obviously, Steph. Right. Peak Isaiah Thomas with the Celtics. Healthy Isaiah with the Celtics. Any of them? Out of here. And All right, you lost me. And you they still me. could have won. I swear, bro. You lost because because Kyrie. 
Kyrie got. But we we saw what that team we saw what that team looked like with Isaiah Thomas. No, that's not. I'm saying peak Isaiah, like top five MVP candidate Isaiah. Yeah, who was shielded by a whole bunch of defenders, and they had the whole scheme around Isaiah. Let's not do that, bro. No, are you serious, bro? He led the league in fourth quarter points. No, by far. Brad Stevens. They weren't scheming for Kyrie with the Cavs. Was the Cavs scheme not set up for Kyrie to succeed? What are you talking about? Nah, not really. It was really LeBron. LeBron orchestrated the whole Cavs movement. Honestly, Kyrie took more <laughs> shots than LeBron. He used to, he, he, he because he LeBron is the distributor. He's not. He, he doesn't. No, want to be I'm player. saying they gave Kyrie any ISO he wanted. They gave him the ball, got out the way. He's an ISO player. What, what are we talking? About? What are we discussing? Sutter, set him to succeed. LeBron was facilitating for Kyrie. But honestly, you have to gravitate towards you know. Ky- I mean, Kyrie can go one on one because you have the monster and LeBron. Who's on the same court? Like, what you gonna double Kyrie or something? Well, my point is Kyrie Irving is not this offensive monster that you think he is. He never averaged more than twenty five points a game. He's yeah. not this he crazy scorer that you think he is, bro. He's he's, he's flashy. He has a huge yeah. bag of tricks. He's unstoppable. I mean, he's ever he's been put on the pedestal because LeBron James put him in place to win a title, and then as soon as you win the ring, of course you get that accolades that come with having championship pedigree. But he so wouldn't have that think- without LeBron. That's so y'all don't think Kyrie? So you don't, y'all don't think Kyrie can be can be the number one for his team? No, oh, no. I no I'm, not, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that at all. No, he cannot. Clearly, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. So you you don't think he can be the one guy that the, the, the number one guy? For no, the team? like it. I mean, okay. he can. He was the number one. not going to win a championship. It imploded. They look and how and how <laughs> good do they look right now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but you but y'all clearly but y'all clearly think Trey Young can be the number one. I think he can be going forward. Yes, I think that. I don't know not, that. I Man, think that Trey Young affects strict. offense more than Kyrie Irving does team wise. Well, but Trey Young is also this good at what? What is he? Twenty twenty one now. Bro, so half of the half of the battle is uh, longevity. Like how how consistent can you be? I'm I'm rooting for him. There's nothing to no knock against him. But he's not. You got to really hate my next topic. He's not up there with them dogs. All right, go ahead. All right, 2019 through 2020, first two years in the league, Luka Doncic averaged 23 points, eight rebounds, six almost, about seven assists, one steal, pretty good efficiency. Let's compare that to LeBron's first two years in the league at 24 points per game, six rebounds, and six assists. Is it fair to say that Luka Doncic has been better his first two years than LeBron? No. No. All right. Well, somebody else can go, but no. Stats, I mean, <laughs> okay. I'll say this as a LeBron James. I wouldn't quite say Stan, but a huge LeBron supporter. Uh, I mean, through two years, I mean, stats are stats. I mean, LeBron didn't win that in his first two years, so you can't go off winning. If Cousins' numbers are better, if, if Lucas' numbers are better, then he probably, I mean, yeah, it's fair to say it. If his numbers are better, then numbers are numbers. What can you <laughs> What can you say? You can't argue with it, really. Oh, yes, you can. But go ahead. <laughs> are you go ahead, bro. I hang out. I'll wait. <laughs> what for me? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just not close. I, I ain't gonna say it's not close. Luca's a different type of monster, but LeBron is. A, I mean, Luca's a generational talent too. But you gotta think about how LeBron impacted him, like his game on the whole NBA from jump. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no, nah, Doc is just effortless, like with the flow and the ball. Like you mean watching him, the way he scores is like whatever he wants to. Honestly, like it's real effortless how he orchestrates everything. But the 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 physical nature that LeBron, you know, imposed his will on the game in his first two years is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, the things he did on both ends of the floor, and that's a distinguishing factor. LeBron had elite defense. Even when he would mess up. No, not his first year. Yes, he did, bro. Or his second year. 
<laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Did you watch? Bro, he was not elite when he when LeBron actually carried, but he didn't have to like carry the whole team. When he dug down, actually, like he could stop pretty much who he wanted to. Like Doncic doesn't have that ability in him yet. You know what I'm saying? Like Doncic digs down on defense and hopes that he doesn't get you know bodied or scored on. LeBron, when he really I think you're confusing LeBron's career with the first two years. You said what? Yeah, you're confusing his career with his first two years. No, bro. Like yeah, like, I mean, because LeBron's first two years he did make the playoffs. He, he didn't transform the league. He wasn't like I mean, he was good, a really good young player, but wasn't like he was like a world. But like he was taking the cast to the third to like the. I mean, his what was it? His fourth year they went to the finals. So it was like his third year he made that big leap, and then it was like he was really impacting winning. But it wasn't like his first two years he like turned the league upside down and, also, and made the Cavs the best team in the league. Like, he was a really good young player, just like Luca, a really good young player. Yeah, LeBron was better though, man. You just watch the games and how he impacted. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not saying Luca's not doing it. But I'm just saying the way LeBron kind of orchestrated everything. Now, I don't think that's the temperature factor for real. LeBron's defense was better. I don't care what y'all talking about. But like when he actually does. He was better. My bad. And then that, that jump shot. Like Luke, Luke has the ability to score anywhere on the floor. Like three level scoring. LeBron didn't really have that. He was a very streaky shooter at best. He was just more athletic freak. They kind of got dunks, lobs, and, you know, runouts from teammates and whatnot. Um, but like I said, you can't go wrong with either one. But I'm LeBron all the way, honestly. Like, uh, I mean, LeBron's defensive numbers his first year. I mean, they weren't amazing. They were okay. No, that was good for a rookie. No, rookies would get torched on defense, bro. Like adjusted to the speed. And you got to think LeBron coming in from high school, bro. Like, but my I mean, thing is, Dr. Dre. Doncic was playing professionally is, since he was like what 14, 15? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't true. take that against Doncic. But I'm saying, if you look at the NBA right now, bro, the biggest gap in offensive rating. Is between one and two. It's a whole three point gap, which is crazy. Most gaps are like a percent, like a you know a decimal point, and it's because Luka Doncic has the Mavericks at a one sixteen offensive rating above the Rockets, and he's an MVP candidate in his second year in the league. I mean, it's pretty crazy, bro. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty right. insane. We've never seen something like this before. Yeah. Besides, I mean, since like Kareem, <sighs> I, you know, I can't even disagree with you, bro. Because I, I mean, I'm watching in person, bro. He's he's a monster, bro. It's effortless, like. It doesn't even seem like he like put forth like a lot of like effort with it. Honestly, man, he's just a game. He a hooper, bro. But he been doing this forever, like on a professional scale. You know, he got some nerves to steal that three level scoring and all of that. Like I said, I do feel like LeBron was just a different monster. It's comparing two different type of games, and that's kind of tough to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you gonna say, Christian? You like the resident LeBron guy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... <clears throat> No, nah, Luca is nice, man. He really is. He's um he's definitely a generational talent. The thing that impresses me um with Luca is that he's only twenty years old, but he plays the game like he's been like an eight year vet. You know, he he does. He it, 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 so. I, I mean, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like the NBA. What I'm saying, he's he's so young. He's twenty years old. It's only his second year in the NBA. He's playing against the best people in the world. In the world, yeah. yeah, exactly. So for him to come into the NBA and have this um type of impact already so young we know that this man is destined to be one of the greats and he does everything so well like he really does he scores he passes he gets rebounds he controls the game like even like he, he's he's so young he's only 20 years old but when you watch him you like hey this man he just like he's been playing in the nba for a minute for a while but for him to come over and like um adjust to the nba adjust to the game um, be that number one for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, it's very impressive. Um, with LeBron, LeBron, I mean, shoot, like Drake said, he came in, he changed the game as well. You know, um, with his athletic ability, 
Um, you know, just him being the dog that he is. But I feel like, I mean, you have a good point. I mean, you know, stats, numbers are numbers, you know, and I'm a big numbers guy. And I mean, Luca, his numbers first two years are better than LeBron's. So um, I'm not going to argue and say that his first two years is, um, you know, I mean, that LeBron's first two years is better than Luca. I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not going to argue that. I think that, um, Luca will continually get better and improve. And honestly, him averaging thirty right now, I feel like he could he he could he could possibly finish the season around there, man. For real, that dude's he's amazing. I, I have nothing to argue. I really don't. Um, I, I think his first two. I think his first two years. I'm, like I said, I'm a numbers guy, so I'm gonna say his first two years are better than bronze. It I, is. I, I think exactly, number show. I think Zach brings up an interesting point though that LeBron's gap. Like or jump from like those first couple years to that third and fourth year, like are even bigger. So I don't know if Luca will be able to continue this jump to get to like Dre's whole idea, you know, point like LeBron changing the game. Yes, there was a point where LeBron became LeBron, no doubt. So I'm not going to say Luca's have a better career than LeBron, but I think comparing his first couple years was interesting. I don't know if he'll continue past this, but you know, it's a talking hey, point. Still it's it's the mean, second season yet. Be- because how? Yeah. I mean, what is what is what is Luca ceiling? You know, I mean, Hard when LeBron came in, yeah, exactly when LeBron came into the league, everyone knew that you know he was um you know he was going to be a great, but people also knew that his first couple seasons in the league that he wasn't going to reach his full potential and his full ceiling. I feel like Luca's ceiling is lower than what LeBron's was when he oh, when he um uh, yeah when well, he came to the field. You know, yeah. everyone exactly everyone knows that. So right now, what we seeing from Luca, you know, we should expect it going forward. But I don't, you know, say like, oh, he's averaging thirty now. You know, next year he's going to be averaging thirty three a year. No, I don't. I don't see that. I think he's always going to be, you know, around that uh, twenty, you know, twenty, twenty, twenty four, twenty six range. You know, as a player in his career. Um, but his ceiling isn't, you know, as high as LeBron's was. Like he's going to be, a, he's going to be a great generational talent. But um, yeah, that third and fourth years, that's where we can, you know, go and say that LeBron. You know, it's better than him statistically, but just comparing the first two years, Luca, yeah, Luca, Luca got it. He got the numbers, bro. He's amazing. <clears throat> oh, for sure, for sure. Let's go ahead and use that talk to get into our last topic. Um, and we got some Lakers guys on here, so I kind of wanted to save it till we had two of y'all on the pod together to talk about my Bucks, man. Let's talk about the Bucks versus Lakers, two best records in the league. Potential final preview. Lakers and are these? Like said, <laughs> are these the best? No, first let's just say, are these the two best teams in the league? Yes or no? Let's no. go around the horn. Uh, Zach. Uh, I mean, yeah, they got the two best. Yeah, two best records, right. two best teams. Right. What else yeah. is no there? Clippers? No, you don't think Clippers are better than the Bucks? No, are better they than the Lakers. The Bucks? I'm cool. I don't think the Clippers no. are better. They might be better than the Lakers. You said what? I, I think the Bucks are legit. I don't think the Clippers are better than uh than the Bucks right now. Oh, okay, okay. So you think the Lakers are real right now? Like you believe what you see? I don't, but you guys do. No, for the yes. Most part. I mean, I, I mean, he's I've been better. a believer his whole career. I'm not going. I'm not going to change it now. Dre <laughs> has, has another superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, let's. Oh, okay. So, uh, all right. So, I'm gonna pose this question to you. What's up? First twenty, first twenty, first twenty games. I mean, coming to the season, shot. If someone told you that the Lakers will be 17-3, I mean, 17-3 uh, their first 20 games, would you have believed that going into the season? No. So right uh, now, Maybe. So, they had a pretty easy schedule. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't have believed that. You wouldn't have believed that. I, yeah, I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe, believe it. Fine, fine, exactly. fine. So, so right now, they're exceeding expectations. I don't think anyone expected them to come out hot like this. The thing that impresses me right now with the Lakers is the chemistry that they had so early going on. 
Like, yes, their schedule is, you know, it's easy. They play the easy schedule. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the NBA. It's basketball. It's professional basketball. We're watching the games. They're playing well offensively. LeBron's playing better defensively this year. He's actually playing defense. Um, Anthony Davis is playing defense. Dwight Howard has uh, rejuvenated his career with the Lakers. So everything that's going on right now, is working perfectly in their way because they can only get better. That's how I look at it. If they so, if they, if they're so um, connected right now with their chemistry and playing this well in basketball, I mean, shoot, after the All Star break, I think they really gonna turn up. Um, <sighs> the Bucks, <laughs> but I think the Bucks, but I do, I do, I do because I mean, um, I mean, what have they? I mean, like, why don't you think that they would continue? The, the to Bucks have had schedule? the Bucks have had an easy schedule as well. See, a lot of Bulls, a lot of Hawks. A lot of Hornets. Well, yeah, that's I mean, what, well, 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 the Bulls East, are. So, yeah, they have an easy schedule because they play in the East. So, yeah. Exactly. Right. You, know, the, you know, but hey, you know, there's a study out that says that the East is good for 2.5 more wins total. So it's not as big of a gap that you think it is. Yeah, it is. But it's, nah. um, no, right. no, it's not, no, it's not. It's really look, not, look, bro. Look, it's seven good teams in the West. It's, it's about seven teams that you can really say are like decent to kind of good. And it's like five good teams in the East you can say are like decent to kind of good. Can I, can I get those five, five or six? In the East? Yeah. The, the, the five teams that have the Bucks, uh, Heat. Yeah. Uh, uh, he going to feel some off. Go ahead. But he have beaten Western Conference teams that you yeah. consider good. So, I'm going yeah, so to feel some off. Go ahead. So, 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 so you got Bucks, the Bucks, Heat, the, Sixers, the Sixers, Celtics, the Raptors, Raptors Celtics. and the Pacers. Okay. Six. So that, so that Decent teams. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of a. And, and in the West, you got Lakers, Clippers, Houston, uh, Utah. Utah's been shaky. <laughs> Denver, yeah. Denver, uh, who am I forgetting? Uh, the Mavs been nice. All right. The Mavs. Like the heat. And I even put my T Wolves in there. That's seven. That's nah, the don't put your T Wolves in there. I'll do that six then, right? T Wolves been balling, though. I'll give them that. Uh, I mean, they lost today, but anyway, it's my bad. Sam Jensen's balling, But, um, without John Morant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but no, no, no. Let me let me let me hop back on those Lakers real quick. You know what I'm saying? Because you know the Lakers, my squad, to you know to the death of me before the LeBron and all that. You know, I'm rocking with them when they had D'Angelo Russell, which is super crazy. My God, man. Anyway, this the super snitch. But, <laughs> but let, let's go with this. Like the Lakers, like man, they they they're they're overachieving. They look good. Uh, they don't look great only because you know they they're missing that other primary ball handler. That's too much on LeBron too soon. Honestly, you need someone who. It's not Rondo who can, you know, facilitate with the ball and break down a defense at the very base of like a pick and roll and a pick and pop type of thing. Like just just a normal point guard. They need a, another traditional ball handler. And they also need a wing defender like yesterday. Because um, who are they going to like? The teams they lose against always have like great like wings. Like Pascal Siakam, uh, Kawhi Leonard. No one can guard those two. Um, and then, you know. With the Mavericks, they just kind of dropped the ball on this. I think it was just one of those games of fatigue. They didn't really care about it, and they just went for it. But those are the two things they really need. Clippers really have a complete team. Man. I, I I think the Clippers overall from top to bottom, because you really win championships with your bench, like honestly. You know what I'm saying? you got to have great defense. you got to have impact players who can step up. Who, who's who's going to have up? They don't have a great post defender. Who? They know. Who's stopping Anthony Davis? Bro, that's cool. But, like, if Anthony Davis has one game off, like, it's a wrap. If Anthony Davis twists his ankle for you know whatever, like it's it's a oh, rap- of course it is no a no rap- no, no. Yeah, of course. But listen, but listen, like you gotta think like with the Raptors last year, they had other people could step up. Like they had one of their best wing defenders, OG, whatever Anobi, whatever his name is, like out <laughs> the whole time, and they had a series of people stand step up. Van Fleet, Siakam, 
you know, Marcus Hall, Serge Ibaka. Like you, you got like but you got, you got bodies. Not this throw defense. Who who are our bodies we gonna throw at? Jared Dudley. <laughs> well, you <laughs> have to say Jared Dudley. Pope, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Troy Daniels. Come on, bro. Alex Caruso. That, that ain't it, man. That's not women. That's not a winning formula. You know what I'm saying? That's he got a lot of body to throw. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. That's a lot of bodies, not a lot of quality bodies. You feel me? But we could throw out like um, we could throw Pat Bev or somebody. We could throw out Lou Will to close the game. We got Montrez Harrell coming off the bench. We got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You got some dogs. Got Paul some George. Dogs. Come on now, like that's 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 tough. That's tough to no, stack no. up against. Dre's a Clippers fan. He comes here every other week guessing about the Clippers. He's a Clippers fan. Stop, <laughs> stop saying you're a Lakers. He's a Clippers fan. Life, baby. Bro, hey, what? I'm, I'm objective with it, man. You know, facts are facts, man. The Clippers have a better team right now, you know. And who cares about the Bucks right now? Like they, they, they have an easy. Okay, team. Bucks are top five <laughs> offense. No, hold on, hold on. Top is it top three? Top three in offense and defense. Best net rating in the league wow. is not really close. Wow. And Chris Middleton has missed three weeks. Bro, who cares? He's so trash, bro. You know he's a trash max player, bro. Like <laughs> uh, I don't know that actually. What? He is, bro. Like, you know, I, they got better, they got better without him, bro. That's all I'm saying, man. Like they, okay. they really have no impact on the game, him getting hurt. Like if AD or LeBron got hurt, we missed a 10 straight. Like your so, second best player and Chris Middleton loses games and they get better. I'm just saying. So basically saying Giannis is just head and shoulders above the competition. <laughs> oh, Giannis is a monster. We, we, I mean, he's I think everyone right. knows he's that. Right. Yeah. It's no debate, right? <laughs> well, let's say, you just want to say that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I had to get him his love, bro, you know. But, uh, bro, listen, listen. I still don't Bucks think they versus... can pass Philadelphia in the playoffs. I don't. Right, oh, that's, that's that. <laughs> yeah, stop that. Stop that. The Sixers well, are built for the playoffs, Acknowledge that. Uh, Acknowledge uh, that. Uh, no, they're not. The ben Simmons <laughs> is not built for the playoffs. Yeah, Ben Simmons get his fault. I'm saying the five-man lineup. The, I'm talking about the five-man lineup, the short rotation. And last year, they were one shot away from going to the finals, honestly. Yeah, I was with, 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 so, Jimmy, with Butler. Jimmy Butler closing games out. Right. Where's your Jimmy Butler? Tobias Harris. But the defense is better. The defense but the is offense is much worse. <laughs> but the defense is much better. The, Last what does that year, mean? The defense, it, exactly, it means that exactly. it means we right, plant the people. <laughs> nah, you're wrong. Right. You're going to the bus are going to clamp you too. Like you're going to have to get score exactly, on the exactly, top three exactly, defense. Exactly. So it comes down to the wire. Yeah, I'm gonna, no, I'm trust, listen, I'm gonna trust Giannis scoring over Embiid. Has Giannis scoring over who? I, I'm I'm gonna trust Giannis over Embiid. <laughs> if it comes down to that's probably Giannis scoring over Embiid. But how about his shooters? Are shooters gonna hit this year? Are your, shooters gonna hit, are your shooters going to hit? Are your shooters going to hit? You need, you need shooters. Who are your shooters? Who are your shooters? Yeah, you they are going to hit. Who are, Who are they? they? Right. Tobias is back in shots. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, trash. Josh Richardson had 30 oh. back-to-back before he got hurt in this two oh. games. He had 30 back-to-back before he got hurt in this two games. Matisse Thibault. <laughs> this man said Al Horford. Go ahead. That's your shooter. <laughs> no, he's a shooter. He's you shooting have- by committee. Listen, the whole team shoot except for Ben Simmons. The whole team can shoot by Ben Simmons. Literally, exactly, exactly. You trust those guys to shoot better than Chris Milton, Kyle Yes, yes. We watched it last Lopez. year. Yes, what How? happened last oh. year? Against what do you mean? Y'all missed open threes, right? Were, were y'all missing open threes in the playoffs last year? You were, you were also missing open threes. JJ <laughs> no, we weren't. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. Not like that. Well, we lost a couple close games to these guys that we shouldn't have lost. Y'all but lost four in a row. Kawhi y'all Leonard lost four in a row. Y'all lost four back. Y'all lost the same way four <laughs> times in a row. Every time, I'm thinking, okay, they learned from last time. They're going to do better. Same way four times in a row. But that don't right. matter. Really didn't do that. That doesn't matter. He's not in the East anymore. 
<laughs> so we're not scared of the Bucks. So who you, poses? You don't got to be scared to lose to Milwaukee. You said what? So who's the, who's the biggest threat to Milwaukee? Come play I mean, the Sixers. The Sixers are the best defense on paper, but the best, the biggest threat to Milwaukee is the Raptors. Raptors. It's probably the Raptors. Are you buying that in the playoffs? The Raptors oh, are not. Defense, tra- defense travels. <laughs> and they look Y'all are drunk. No. Y'all buying the Raptors? The Raptors are not oh, a threat. Y'all can't shoot. And not, not only... It don't... It, no, 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 we have players, though. We have players. Let me Let me have players. Not only can you not shoot, your own player personnel works against itself. And be in the NBA game. <laughs> we're gonna be this East. Like your two, we're gonna be this East besides the Bucks. Well, I mean, no, because you're talking now as if the Sixers suck, though, right? You said what? Who, who, who gonna be the? Who can beat the Sixers in the East besides the Bucks? You're talking like the Sixers suck. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to the Raptors and the Celtics. You're drunk. You're drunk. I'm just you saw. Saying, you saw what they did to last year with Kawhi. You said what? All that length defensively. Kyle Lowry's not gonna be. Can't play well against the length. I mean, but you, don't you, play have well you have a completely different team, bro. Like, you don't have Jimmy Butler. You don't have J.J. Redick. Like, those are t- – that's too J.J. Redick was bad against the Raptors, so it's really, he's still, it's really but, he's, but, guess, but guess what? He was hurting us more what? than he helped us. He's still, defense, he was this, that bad at the point of attack on defense. He hurt us more than he helped us. He still demanded attention. Great attention. Gravity. Man, Gravity. He demands that. You, who on that team is demanding that? Who's creating space? I don't think it matters because we're going to bully them. We have too much light. You're bullying who? Court. You believe the Bucks? The damn fleet? No, we're going the Raptors. Uh, are you? Are you bullying Marcus off? Right. <laughs> Joel and B. I'm going to bully, bully, Fred. Tobias is going to bully who's guarding him. Uh, Pascal? OG's too little. We have, we've already seen it. Uh, OG's not too little. What? <laughs> Wait, he is. He's one of the best wing defenders in the league, bro. <laughs> he's one of the what? Best wing defenders in the league. He's yeah. an above average wing defender. I wouldn't say he's one of the best wing defenders in the league. Yeah. Wait, listen. He's never even played enough to prove that he missed half the season last year hurt. He's never played enough to prove he's the best. Do you uh, watch any wing. of the games, bro? Just watch his games. I've watched some of the games. They're playing good this year, but it, we're 20 games in. And, and we've seen what the Raptors are doing. We see, we see what, what's going to happen to them in the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, it's about stars, right? Oh, Raptors, I don't feel confident they can beat the Sixers. I think it'd be a close they game. I think, they could, I think they could upset you guys. I think it's very possible. I don't <laughs> think it will happen. But I think the Bucks will beat you guys in five. And then you get you out of there. <laughs> I think I think it really comes down <laughs> to the Lakers versus the – well, listen, bro, also to also to also to At the end of the day, bro, when it gets down to a half-court game, which the playoffs are, Chris Middleton is a bucket in the half-court. Oh, he struggled God. against the Raptors, <laughs> I'm yes. talking about Chris Middleton, bro. Okay, but here's no, 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 Drake. Listen, everybody's comparing. Hold up, hold up, hold up, Drake, Drake, Drake. He's comparing Chris Milton in the half court versus Tobias Harris. Who do you trust more? Mm, that's tough. I'll take Chris. I'll take Chris. I've seen it. Tobias. No. <laughs> I, I'll give Chris just for his defense. No, he's a mid range bucket. Tobias Harris literally chokes every every serious game. So Tobias Harris goes missing. So he, he does not choke every serious game. Calm down, but it's cool. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Chris right, Milton right. chokes too, bro. Let's not let's not negate that. He chokes a lot. No, here's the point everybody's missing about. To, that's the thing. Like every team is flawed this year. I feel like everything has they flaws. So every team you, in the league is flawed. Yes. So, so when you point out a flaw, it's like, all right, that's fine. But the Sixers can attack their flaw as but well. I can't shoot. <laughs> that's that's a huge flaw. Everybody <laughs> on the team. Who on the team can't shoot besides that? That plays in the rotation besides Ben Simmons. MB Ben Simmons. MB MB can shoot. MB can't struggling, shoot, bro. And B can't shoot either. Ben Simmons can't shoot. He shoot. He's shooting low thirties from three. He will hit three. <laughs> no, he shoots nowhere beyond his career wise, bro. From Tobias, they shoot the same. Thirty percent from three this year. 
Bro, that, that's going to trend up. Come on, bro. Just stop playing. Is stop it? playing with me. Because he wasn't playing well. He, he shot above 40 the last three years. He, 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 he wasn't playing 36. well for the Sixers last year either. Maybe it's just bro, not like it's, it's, it's been trending up the last right, two right, weeks. Right, right, right. It's not a Sixers pod, bro. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yes, okay. we know the Sixers are good. Right, before we get out of here, real quick, Lakers versus Bucks in the finals. Like, uh, what, what, what are the reads? What are we looking at? I mean, I got the Bucks in about six. Just because I think that Giannis is unstoppable. Anthony Davis is going to get exposed. He's not going to play all good games. Anthony Davis is going to miss at least two games. And so, I mean, yeah. In the playoffs? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you draw. Yeah. Right, right. Like, what? If he's, yeah, if he's what not the hell are you off, talking he's about? Because he's super yeah. soft. Anthony Davis is going to go missing. And then LeBron did, James did he, is old. He, did he miss uh, LeBron James looks slower on offense. What's up? He's what? LeBron James looks older. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. All right, yeah. Yeah, he's thirty five. Putting up, no, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take LeBron up. and AD over Giannis. I'm sorry. Me too. I mean, shit. I'm just that's like just, what? Just the kind of, literally, literally just by combination. Whew, I don't know, man. The, the the Lakers defense has me worried, bro. It's been dropping consistently. They've dropped five points to defense rating in the last month. They don't have Avery Bradley, bro. That's one of their primary. Avery Bradley's the reason you guys were a great defense. Yeah, he's part <laughs> of the scheme of it, bro. He's tenacious on defense. Like you replace Avery Bradley with KCP. Obviously, it's going to drop. Bro. Who is Avery Bradley? No, no, no. He no, just no, no. sucks. No, no. Have you watched his game? Have you watched the game, bro? I watched Avery a Bradley. lot of his games. It's exactly. a very hard team to watch, but I suffer through it. No, he's, he's a won. difference maker for sure. No, he's definitely. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. He's definitely a difference maker. Like when, when they were playing John Morant, when KCP was the primary defender, John Morant went out for like 330. Like when Avery Bradley was on him, he had 16, barely. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it makes a difference, bro. So that's where you're getting that point differential from. If you have Avery Bradley, Bradley pressuring the ball, like that looks way better. And then you have KCP coming off the bench. That's a way better lineup than what we have currently. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. I was just thinking, bro. Lakers in three, though. I'm just letting you know. Just in Lakers case we were in about three. It. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's literally what I say every time. But now, nah, if we were talking about like legitimately low, I had the Lakers in six against the Bucks. Also, how is I, I want to know how Anthony Davis is getting exposed. You said that and you didn't elaborate. I want to know. And who's exposed like by chance? Is it is it Giannis? Is Giannis guarding? Right. You need, no, real question, real question to the Lakers fans. Are you going to put Dwight on Giannis or AD? I think that's a very interesting decision. AD. AD. I think you put Dwight on Giannis. That would, I don't, don't even wait. Don't even waste AD's stupid. time trying to try. He's just going to get in foul trouble. He's not even try it. It's cool. I don't, right. think, I don't think at this point that I mean, Dwight's not even. I don't even think he's stronger than Giannis at this point anymore. So he don't got the shoulder. Definitely not. Like exactly, he's. he's I think he's stronger than him on a standstill on the move. Probably not. You know that takes a whole different combo. You just straight back down. I don't see him running over Dwight. Come on. I just don't think you want Dwight Howard on the perimeter. You want him in the paint. So that's why you put Giannis. Yeah, but you also let Giannis shoot. So yeah, you sit down a little bit. If Giannis hits you with about six threes, that's what's up. I mean, I take that. So they gonna start falling. Watch. I mean, that's fine. Hey, he was falling in the playoffs last year. He shot like 37%. 35? 35? Yeah, they still lost. So, you know, you live with that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Any last talks from the other Lakers fan over there? To what, Christian? They got yeah. the. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> Who the hell I'm going with, man? I don't give a damn if he's 35, 36, 37. He's still the greatest in the world. Uh, hey, do you accept Lakers? Lakers. Lakers and six, like Dre said, baby. But do you Lakers. and Dre get along, like other Lakers fans? Like, do you guys like? Are you guys <laughs> yeah. cool with each other? That's the dumb, all, dumb. That's the real question because Christian is a LeBron. Dre hates fan. LeBron. Christian is a LeBron fan. I'm a yes. Lakers fan. It's a difference. It's a difference. Do you hate LeBron? 
No, Christian, Christian is a LeBron stand. Yes. You're oh, a LeBron, LeBron stand. You're Le, correct. LeBron right. stand, yes. But I'm a Lakers fan, so it's a difference. You know what I'm saying? He, he can hop on the bandwagon, but I think that's, that's just what it is. No, nothing against him. I mean, there's plenty of people doing that. You know, Chris is probably another one hopping on the bandwagon, too. Um, but I'm a Lakers fan. I've been a Lakers fan, you know, since forever. So, I mean, you know, you, you know I'm a LeBron fan. That's just facts. But also, I just want to post a quick question before uh, – I kind of want to backtrack. Who's guarding LeBron? I just want to talk that out. throw that out. Who's guarding LeBron? Uh, okay, well, when we talk, what did I say? I said LeBron James on the perimeter is not a good one-on-one scorer. But I he is a Who's guarding LeBron? Can I finish a point? Can I finish a point? I need an Thank explanation. You. I need a name. No, no, no. I'm going to give my explanation, but hold up. You can, you can lead the pod. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> we supposed to square today. How did how Indy? Let the game tripping, boy. Nah, but uh, I think LeBron is very scary in the post. I mean, it does it does bring me fear because I think he's a monster. <laughs> so I would love to put Chris Melton on him just because in the playoffs last year he showed the ability to hang with Kawhi more so than Jimmy Butler did. I think he shows. You look at the numbers, guarded him much tougher. And so I think he can give LeBron troubles. I think Giannis is going to spend some time on LeBron. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, by committee. But I also think that the Bucks, being one of the best defenses in the league, they will be able to. Focus on LeBron and not have these other guys kill them. Especially because the Lakers other guys don't shoot that well. I'm not scared about him kicking out to KCP, okay? I'm not scared about him kicking out to Avery Bradley. I'll, hey, we lose that way, Avery Bradley, give him his award, whatever. You very, you, you very well might lose that way. <laughs> yeah, because they, they... You they very hit. well might lose that way. <laughs> they don't hit all the time, but they can hit. I don't know. You guys with the Bucs don't have an elite defense, though. No, they do. But I'm saying if you're giving up open shots to a LeBron team, you're probably, like, open threes to a LeBron team. I don't know. I think Giannis very well might lose that tough in the past. That's how the Warriors won, wasn't it? Yeah, he's gonna ten eleven Kyrie. They just let him go crazy in the past. Who? LeBron? Yeah. Ain't nobody let LeBron go crazy. Oh, it sure looked like it last year. Game definitely not. What? Well, well, fifty. Well, listen, fifty. We smacked them dudes last year. What are you talking about? Who's we? You a Warriors? Oh, (laughs) I also want the finals. He said they 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 just oh the the Bucks let uh, LeBron go crazy last year. We guarded them tough. All right. Any last words, man? No. I, I would like to announce, though, before I'm not going to get a chance to talk, but I would like to announce that tomorrow we have a new addition to the Monday, or the Tuesday pod. We're going to add Christian to the, the national coverage, power ranking, elite team pod. So that should be interesting. I mean, he's replacing our other host who will not go name, who flaked on us. Shout out <laughs> to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else? Like it's That's crazy. Yeah, I know what it is. Bet. All right. See you guys soon, man. Once again, this has been The League, an NBA pod. If you like what you heard, please hit that follow or subscribe button. Because we are a new podcast, we'd appreciate it if you help us get the word out. We want to offer all fans a different flair and perspective as they follow this year's NBA season. As always, follow us at the League NBA Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes and to engage in the conversation and debates going around the internet. I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow with more coverage of the NBA.